This is Terry Howell from the Talk Back Fans Podcast, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show with the incomparable host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. Yeah, I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Hey, just like that, we are into the second hour. And two weeks in a row, I don't know who else caught that. I see John Silberg just caught it. Two weeks in a row, you mention or I mention somebody, and then boom, leading off the second hour ID is the person that I person person that I mentioned 54 minutes ago. At the beginning of the show, Terry Heil dropped in on the chat and said, Hey, happy Thanksgiving. And then we had a little witty repartee with him. And then wouldn't you know it, leading off the second hour, you have this. This is Terry Heil from the Talk Back Fans Podcast. And you're listening Who? This is Terry Howell. This is Terry Howell. The Come on. Talk Back Fans Podcast, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show with the incomparable host, Greg Rempe. What are the chances? 29 to 1. That's right, John. 29 to 1. <laughs> 29 to 1 times 2. So it's actually 58 to 2, if my math is. I said 58 to 2, if my math is correct. I don't think that's actually how you do odds, but that's how I do odds. Why not? That's crazy town. Mention Terry Heil, first hour, and all of a sudden, second hour, he's the ID. And again, I don't go out of my way to preload those in, or I just happen to make those two show up in successive weeks. That's all luck. That's a PAL script firing off. Don't ask me to explain what a PAL script is because I have no idea what it is. They're very complicated to write. I had to grab them off of the internet, borrow them, and then rewrite some of the most important stuff to make things happen. And it just fires off and it pulls stuff out of a folder. Very complicated. Dion Blumenrader last week and Terry Heil this week. Wow. Crazy town. Still to come on this show is the Embedded Correspondence segments that will be starting in about 11 minutes from now and carry through the balance of the second hour. And don't forget, you can follow me socially on Twitter and TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show, if I didn't mention that already. And... Slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch slash RD Rempe on YouTube that I'm watching. Guy the Cooking Sam says, stop wasting your money on all this stuff and get the Cuisinart Wood Creek. What? How dare you? 
Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 152, taking you back to November 26, 2013, where I had a visit with the pitmaster of Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue, legend Harry Sue. Topic of the evening was Harry's quest to go as small as possible as it relates to the competition front. And a big part of that was his mini WSM. That's right. Cooker was all the talk and rage of the circuit back then, seven years ago. Harry, a classic interview nonetheless. This one's no different, so enjoy hearing a classic piece of show history coming up this Friday, very early in the morning, that it will be released into the feed. Also, let me remind you that if there is a segment that you have enjoyed particularly or a guest that you would like to hear from again, email John, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com, your request, and he will do his best to meet your expectations. Put him to work. See what he can pull up for you. Also, you have to subscribe to the podcast in order to get the best of show, as I tell you each and every week. By the way, a lot of you are noticing right off the bat that I have a split shot going. Uh, This is what we're going to be calling uh, for the beginning of next year. Watch Cam. That's right. So I was going to tell you about a a watch sweepstakes that's going on. uh, But then the manufacturer was like, don't mention that. Don't mention that. I wouldn't do it. However, I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag too early, but uh, there is yet another new sponsor as the calendar year turns, and that is going to be called Vortic Watch. VorticWatches.com is the name of the company. And, you know, they're very unique in the fact that... They take, uh, let's call them uh, old-timey. You know, remember back in the 20s, in the 1800s, the late 1800s? You know, we were all youngsters back then. But the fashionable item of the day wasn't this. It wasn't the wristwatch. It was a pocket watch. And uh, Vortic has now set themselves into the niche watchmaking business or sector by finding these classic American timepieces from companies like Ball and Waltham and Elgin, just to name a few, and creating them into custom one-off wristwatches. So you're buying a custom piece. It's uh, Everyone is original. They're not mass-produced or anything like that. And what we're going to be doing a joint project for 2021. Uh, my watch is going to be a, a ball-manufactured railroad-quality watch, and uh, we're specifically looking at that manufacturer because originally when they were made, they were built here in Cleveland, Ohio. And I thought, wow, that would be such a great tie-in. I live in Cleveland. I love to tell great stories of Cleveland. I love to wear watches. I mean, look, I bought this watch because Sam the Cooking Guy had this watch, and I love it. I would just sit there and marvel at that watch for video after video after video until I couldn't take it anymore. Like squints in the sandlot. I can't take it anymore. So I bought it. I didn't go uh, 
sexually molest Wendy Peppercorn or anything like that. Squints. But I got the watch. So I just wanted to put up this camera because in 2021, whenever I get that custom watch, it'll be probably into at least well into Q1 before it's actually manufactured. We got to pick out the dial and, you know, do some all this other stuff. But once it gets manufactured, I will uh, split it up right here so everybody can marvel at it. Suck it. VorticWatches.com. Going to be one of the newest sponsors of the show. So I just wanted to see how that looked in the, but we're going to call it the camera or the, the, the watch cam. That's right. Little watch cam shot right here. It's in close. It's out back. It's in close. It's out back. Here's the bracelet. Here's it. Whatever. It's also ring cam, ladies and gentlemen. Quick programming note for next week. Now, I'm just throwing it out here as a heads up. I'm going in for yet another ear surgery. Friday. Uh, I'm not overly jazzed about going in on a Friday because in case you forgot, Thanksgiving's on Thursday. So I'm hoping my uh, ear doctor, whatever they call an ear doctor, ENT, but he's a specialist. I can't confirm this, but he did ear work for the one and only uh, one and one and only Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So I think I'm in pretty good hands. This is his third procedure on this ear, my left ear. But this one is a whole different ball of wax, no pun intended. Uh, he's basically just going in and he's boring a bigger hole into where the eardrum is. Uh, He's probably going to take the eardrum down again. He's going to put in some hearing prosthetics. He's going to nick off a piece of my ear, rebuild an eardrum, put that in place, anchor it, and then uh, bore a bigger hole back out and streamline everything because evidently I have a turn somewhere in that ear canal of mine that collects dead skin. And it's called a clostiotoma. Uh, and over time, it will grow through the back of my face, eventually severing my left facial nerve, calling face droop. And eventually, like in 25 years or so, will grow into my brain and be my ultimate demise. Now, as we do some quick math, you know, 25, 30 years from now, I mean, that puts me damn near 80. So, I mean, you know, do I want to? 80, come on. That's a that's a fruitful life there. Kind of a, a tragic end with a growth growing backwards through my face into my brain and leading to my dirt nap, as it were. So depending on how the recovery goes, long way to go to get here. It's Friday. I've never been out of commission for something like this. For more than a couple days, I have restrictions. Running, weightlifting, straining. I have to sneeze with my mouth open. But outside of that, no ill effects. But just in case, there might be a scrub of the show or maybe it goes on later in the week. Because I have Sam the Cooking Guy and I have Malcolm Reed and I have Rebecca King, the bad Jew. She's the worst Jew. She's supposed to be on. I don't want to miss that. 
So we'll see what happens. But just in case, wanted to give you the advanced programming note. Embedded correspondents are coming up next. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Why not? Choice line, prime line, prime plus line. Let's take it from the top. If you got all the money to spend, prime plus, you get a very nice, robust build of the chassis. More robust than choice line. The prime plus gives you headlamps in the cooking chamber. So you can see what you're doing in the night's. You get the tech, Wi-Fi, internal beat probes. You get windows all over the goddamn place on the uh, meat. What do you call that thing? Cooking chamber and on the pellet hopper so you can see where the pellet levels are at. Now, maybe you want to save a couple hunch. I get it. We're in tight times. You can perhaps apply that money onto another kid or loved one for the holiday season coming up. You don't need all that tech and fancy crap. Well, the choice line is the one you want to get. Great. I have a couple of them. Great space. Uh, both lines accommodate the pizza oven insert that I've told you about for years. You got to get it. Like when you get your first smoker, everybody tells you get the whatever smoke you're going to get and then get a food safe. It's like hand and glove. You got to get it. If you get a, a Green Mountain Grill, Jim Bowie or Daniel Boone, you have to get the pizza oven insert. It's 130 140 bucks or whatever. You will thank me later. Pizza parties are fun. AF. Fun as friends. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Longtime sponsor of the show. When you go to the website, there's also a bunch of other really great stuff that you can get there for the cookers, but you can also find a dealer nearest you. Go do it right now, and we're back with the embedded correspondence coming up next. Stick around. Monthly visits from a killer hog, a cooking guy, a man named Meathead, the author of Barbecue Bible, a grill girl, a bristly barbecue journalist, and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the Embedded Correspondence. Only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. This portion brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in Two sizes, but there are more sizes to come sooner than later. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to your arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. And tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Tell Amber we said hi. Tell Noah we said hi. Tell everybody that's in Louisville, Kentucky still that we said hi. Pit Barrel Cooker. Love it. All right, so fourth Tuesday. Hold on, big time. Jeez. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, and that means we are firing up the embedded correspondence. There they are, and all of. Uh oh. I give somebody the wrong. I give somebody the wrong deal? I did. Oh, dear. Poor Rusty. Hold on. I look great. Yeah. Uh, what did I do? Hold on a second. Can you hear me? I gave. Some, yeah, no, I, no, yeah, you're. The, I mean, you're. You look better than ever. <laughs> oh wait, I thank can, you. Hold on, hold on. I can fix this. Give me one. Second. I'm mid drink right now, guys. Give me a minute. No, no, you're all right. Give me. Uh, let's see. Go to setup, and that would be box two, and this would be guest 
four. Look what I did. There he is. Yes. Yes. Hey, I did it. Uh, always better mid drink. Trying to think, like, how could I possibly screw this up? But I sure did right there. So, nevertheless, we are locked and loaded. No, guys, last time we were all together, uh, we were outside of the, you know, last month was Origin Stories Month, of course. But the last time we were all together, we put in the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. Rod Gray, Pat LaFrieda, Susie Bullock. Lene Oxley-Loop, and George Moats. We have subsequently had follow-up interviews with Rod Gray and Lene Oxley-Loop, but Pat LaFrieda is missing in action, and Susie Bullock is very busy, and we've uh, unable to clear some hurdles with her schedule, and George Moats was a mix-up on my part, so we're going to try and get him in December, maybe. But, you know, all in all, a great Barbecue Central Show Hall of Fame guest list, so I appreciate you guys muddling through that with me. Let's start right up here and right off the bat, gents, if you don't mind. We'll go around the dais, and we'll start with Rusty Monson from Salt City Barbecue. Does anybody want to call out any big-time barbecues for shining on them recently or showing up to... Uh, social gatherings late or anything like this uh, rusty yes or no you know i'm just gonna say that you know if if you make plans with someone you know and you can't make it just apologize that's all i'm gonna say about it uh, say, sorry do we, i don't know what you're talking about but do we want to call anybody out by name that's what the question was yes or no uh i played the fifth on that one <laughs> that's a no that's fine uh, all right, Doug, uh, have you any desire to call anybody out by name, whether for shining or showing up late to social gatherings? No, if it, if it affected me directly, I'd tell them face-to-face. But uh, um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're all barbecue cooks. And uh, um, I will say, don't have other people cook for you, and don't forget the small people. That's oh, all I'll say. All right. And, uh, John, anybody that you're looking to grind an axe on potentially? I got no axes to grind. I'm just happy to be here with the only important big name barbecue people. <laughs> That's right. Sitting right here on this panel. Doug Shiding and Rusty <laughs> And we're Hunt. happy to have you. Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, all right. So uh, that was a little less productive than I was hoping for. Uh, perhaps Remember, <laughs> folks, I don't know if you ever heard Daniel Vaughn say on the show, but we are courageous on the show. I just would like to repoint that out. Nevertheless, we continue on. Uh, John, let's start with you. Given the choice of lump charcoal or briquette or gas in order to cremate a body, which fuel are you going with and why? There's only one choice, and Is that there? would be lump. There's only one choice. Why? You, you have to go with lump. You don't want your loved ones smelling like gas. You just don't want them to. You just got to go with the lump. Got to go with the lump. All right, Doug, your choice of cremation? Um. Don't like the taste of charcoal personally, so let me taste like gas to quote a Traeger ad. All right. Taste like gas. <laughs> Rusty, your cremation uh, preference? Yeah, I'm going to say gas just for the effectiveness of it, but John convinced me otherwise. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to have that person smelling like gas. So, yeah, let's do some lump. All right. I mean, I, I have a good smelling affair. Maybe it's me not having had to deal with a lot of ultimate demise in my life, but 
are there a lot of people that uh, if they get cremated, uh, the living folks uh, bust open the jar and whiff? Like, are you wor- you're really worried about your loved ones smelling like gas, or you want a wood smoke scent to their remains? I mean, what are we talking about here? Hey, there's so many purists out there that hate gas. Why would you take your loved one to their final resting place on gas after you sit around and hate gas all your life? Yeah, that's so, right. You have a nice know, hickory like, smoke. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, come on. What are you talking about? All right, before we get into the doable. Thanksgiving uh, stuff here, guys, let's go around the table. Doug, we'll start with you, little outside of the box. Favorite Western movie? Ah, so for me personally, I, I'm going to classify it as I normally do. The new, the Deadwood series was fantastic for me. Is that a movie? Today, my uh, it was on a it was a series on HBO. So I it was a Western uh, series. That's for me. I'm not a Western guy, but today my father in law was here and we watched the Western Channel for no less than five hours, six <laughs> hours today. Wow. And anything with Raquel Welch. In a movie, in a Western movie, I'm in. Oh, okay. So we watched Hanny Calder, uh, Calder today. Wow. So, and of course, any old John Wayne, El Dorado, The Alamo, True Grit, et cetera. But hmm. uh, yeah, Raquel Welch was in some Western movies and I saw one today. All right. Well, I can pretty much also surmise that any movie with Raquel Welch is going to be a good movie. That's just me, uh, a legendary beauty. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Who Thank cares you about how good the movie is? But there you go. Uh, however, it. I would like to point out, Doug, you did not answer the question, but that's fine. Uh, we move on. Uh, John, your favorite Western movie? Hands down. Hands down. The greatest Western oh, film of all time. Here we go. It's like picking your favorite tattoo, but it can be done. The Good, the Bad, and, bad and the Ugly, 1967, two hours and 58 minutes of Western greatness. Wow. That is a dialed-in take right there. See, that's how you do it, Doug. Uh, Rusty, favorite Western movie? As a huge fan of Western movies, and it's my number one favorite genre, I've seen literally thousands upon thousands. I will say that The Deadwood technically is a movie because the last one was a movie. So he did Thank kind you. of answer the right. That is well, my favorite. I, he, he didn't. <laughs> he did it's a technically you know he could anyway point of the matter is oh. i'm gonna it's hard because it's always a toss-up between unforgiven and the newer true grit the the cohen brothers true grit um those two are in fact i named my first barbecue team true grit barbecue after that movie hmm. but i would say unforgiven just because it's the in my opinion the perfect western movie it's got everything it's got the lines it's got the shooting it's got the storyline it's got it's it won an academy award several times you know and there's a reason for that so i'm gonna say unforgiven all right it's, and one of my favorite movies of all times who's in un- who's in unforgiven clint eastwood morgan freeman um i'm dropping his name right now uh from the oh geez what's his name i don't john, know can you help me out on that? Well, why do you think john and, knows because he's a western fan like i am John, do you know who this other no, no. actor is? No, there's Gene Hackman. There's no Gene Western oh, oh, fan okay. like Rusty. Yeah, Gene Hackman. There's no Gene Western Martin. man like him. Gene Hackman's <laughs> in it, and there's a lot of people in it. It's, it's if you haven't seen Unforgiven, you need to go watch it right now. It's one of the best movies of all time. Hmm. All right. Well, I will now levy my answer, which of course is the right answer. Uh, overall, from a high level, Western movies absolutely suck. Mm. 
they're the worst type of genre of movie. Uh, I mean, ugh. However, outside of that, I will say that the best Western movie, and I bet you can guess where I'm going to go with it, hands down, and I've seen this one no less than 785 times, is Kurt Russell's Tombstone. Unbelievable. (laughs) And I I reference Kurt Russell uh, only just to say that name. Uh, However, the best part of the movie, eliminate all... Everything else around all those other erps and whatever the hell their names are. Uh, Doc Holliday is by far the steal of that movie. And Val Kilmer is absolutely tremendous in his play of Doc Hollywood. Never have I wanted to be somebody who is ailing and on the doorstep of death for an entire movie, but can also put a bullet in your head quicker than anybody else in the range and does it with the slight of tongue that few can do. I love Tombstone, and every time it's on the TV, I will stop and watch it wherever it is in the movie. It could be almost done, it could be just starting, or it could be in the boring part in the middle. I will watch all of it, but I hate Western movies, but I will watch that. All right, so uh, in case you didn't know, guys, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up here shortly, and we want to make sure that everybody has all the right information. So number one, Thanksgiving stuff. If you want to jump in right now, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Well, don't tweet me or Instagram me or anything like that at the moment because I'm deep into the show at this point. But if you want to call in to our panel of experts and ask questions that are really pertinent to your overall success, Rusty is here and Doug is here and John is here and they are ready to help. If you want to jump in and do some real-time call bank local hack news stuff like they do and wherever the hell it is that you live that you consume this show. So, John, let's start with you. Uh, when you look at Thanksgiving coming up uh, and just in general, your thoughts on Thanksgiving and uh, what you're going to be doing this year. Well, first, we'll start with what I'm doing this year. Our Thanksgiving has been postponed due to family things. So we're just pushing that back a ways. All right. Uh, my overall and general thought on Thanksgiving, if you need help today, less than 48 hours away, you better get calling because you're in trouble. Yeah. Big time. Rusty, your thoughts on Thanksgiving and what you're doing? I'm in the same boat. My brother actually came down with a pretty bad uh, case of COVID. He's not doing too well. So we are going to postpone it as well. So we're going to have a family thing. But I'm cooking a whole bunch of turkey breasts for some folks. And we're going to make turkey sandwiches. And my wife wants yams. So it's going to be super simple. Just me and the kids and the wife. And that's it. The rest of the family bailed on us, so we're going to do kind of what John's doing. A couple more weeks, we'll have this like middle Thanksgiving Christmas thing. Douglas, what are you up to? Well, um, I had thought it was canceled, then uh, was told (laughs) that uh, everyone decided (laughs) they were going to wear masks. So I um, uh, I coasted last night, had Thai. Tonight we had pizza. Um, Tomorrow I'm doing Chuck steak. I've got a couple of uh, my brother-in-laws in. Um, and a couple of nephews and nieces. And so um, we've got a few people, but um, tomorrow's Chuck steak uh, for lunch and I'm doing a pork butt 
for tomorrow evening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Thanksgiving and drum roll, please. All right. I'm you doing a turkey it? taste off. Yes. It's going to be my fresh spatchcock turkey on a Traeger versus a Popeye's turkey. I bought one of the Popeye's turkeys. Yes, I did. Like the one with the fried chicken pieces in it? Uh, no, it's a, it's a fully cooked turkey for 40 bucks that oh. you get, and you just reheat the damn thing. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. So, I mean, you know, being, best guess, do you, you feel pretty good about your spatchcock turkey taking the cake? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I better well. Well, I do, I do inject it with Tony Chattery. So, yeah, it better well damn, damn win. So, but, uh, and then I'm also doing, uh, doing a ham, but, um, and uh, in charge of a few sides, frankencorn, mac and cheese, uh, green bean, white trash, green bean casserole, and all the gravy I can drink. Oh, my. What's uh, frankencorn? I've never heard of that. Uh, it, it's like a jalapeno cornbread that's uh, very moist and creamy. Mm-hmm. Use cr- uh, cream corn in it and uh, a little bit of, uh, I think it's butter and sour cream. You put that in the cast iron skillet? Yep, exactly. All right. Exactly. But it's got to be the jalapeno cornbread that you use because I like a little spice to it. So, yeah, doing that. All right. So uh, I'll be doing tomorrow, uh, holding up a lone family tradition, the big spaghetti night as a lead-in to Thanksgiving as I was growing up as a youth in Cleveland, Ohio, and even Saratoga Springs before that. Uh, the Wednesday leading into Thanksgiving was always a huge pasta night where my mom would make vats of uh, homemade pasta sauce and away we would go. And then uh, we're going to, we have a 12 pound, it's a, a fresh turkey. Uh, we didn't, we bought it uh, unthawed already and it's just been sitting in a refrigerator for the last handful of days, making sure that all the ice crystals are out of it. And I'm going back and forth on a spatchcock or keeping it whole. So let's go around. Let's uh, see what everybody thinks I should do. Rusty, we'll start with you. Should I fight my fight and say spatchcock, or should I let the women rule the roost, and if they want to do whole bird, uh, relent and say whole bird? I would say spatchcock because when it lays out and the way that you cut it, it looks real slick. So I think if you presented it properly, they would change their mind and then then forever be spatchcocking. Hmm. So I think it has a really cool... It, you can make it look real nice. You know, I think it looks better sometimes than a whole turkey sitting out. I know it's very traditional, but that spatchcock turkey you laid out and cut right can look really, really, really pretty. And it's easily easy to grab food off of it. It's easy to cut it. Uh, it tastes better because you're getting smoke from all sides. Uh, you're getting flavor from all sides. Uh, it's easier to cook. It cooks faster. Hmm. Uh, all the things. So I would they, wow them with your spatchcock skills. <laughs> And uh, next year you could be doing it, and, and the year after, and the year after, and the year after. Doug, fight, fight worth fighting. Yes, I oh. used to do fried turkeys all the time, and everyone loved the stinking fried turkeys. Ew. But uh, the uh, the last couple of years, I've I've convinced them that the spatchcock turkey is better. Um, just make sure you have a great pair of uh, kitchen shears, because hmm. that backbone ain't a chicken. Let's just say. It's big. <laughs> All right, uh, John, fight worth fighting or no? Keep it whole, man. Keep it whole. Oh. Truss it up pretty. Make it 
truss it, it up. Yeah, truss it up, baby. Make it sexy. And smoke it sexy. Don't oversmoke it so it's black and put it on Instagram. Tell me how great it is because it ain't. Make it look <laughs> mahogany beautiful. <laughs> Pull it off at the right moment. Yeah. Get it on that platter. It's just there's nothing sexier than a whole turkey sitting there. Be it you can carve it. We know how. You can cook it right. We know how. Is it is it going against our live fire grain to do a roast turkey in the oven? Does it have to be barbecued or smoked, Doug? I mean, your eyes are telling me that it's sacrilegious. Absolutely, yes. I only use my oven if I need to keep it at 140 and keep it warm for a short period of time. Hmm. Otherwise, I don't use the oven. We don't use it anymore. Rusty, uh, roasting a turkey is sacrilege? I wouldn't say it's sacrilege, but you're you're missing out. Like the, I, can rem- I can remember the day I had a smoked turkey for the first time, and it was, you just, you don't ever want to cook it any other way it's almost like they were meant to be it's like peas and carrots so it has to be smoked it has to be john are you going to take a contrarian position i say it's dealer's choice first of all um you know i can roast a chicken a lot better in the oven than i could do it on a smoker and there's a good chance a lot of folks will have the same uh results if they go to the oven so if you if you've never smoked one before this thursday is not the day to do it so I wouldn't I no no harm no foul go to the oven if that's what you got to do. All right, so we'll see uh what I'm allowed to do and what I am told to do here as we enter into Thanksgiving 2020. Uh guys, real quick uh, before we head into the break here. Rusty, did you think we would be out of COVID by now? Uh no, I did not. You didn't back didn't, in March, you thought we'd be free and clear by the end of November. No, because they actually said that we wouldn't be. So I, I kind of listened to the experts and thought, okay, well, they're probably right. It's probably be another year. So that's always in the back of my head. Now, do I think it'd be worse? No, but hmm. it's crazy. Doug, do you think we'd be out of it by now? Yeah, I thought we'd be on the downhill uh, uh, decline. But uh, yeah, I'm just amazed at the the incredible spikes that we're having. I mean, we had 20,000 in Texas today. So, wow. and what, 175 in the U.S. So it's it's just Maybe I didn't want to believe it, and I was naive. But yeah, it's. It, I wasn't thinking of the cold weather up north and all the people having to be indoors. You know, which is which is a problem because I mean, hell, we're still we were eighty degrees here today. So, uh, John, did you think we'd be out of it by now? No, I was hopeful, uh, but I kind of fell off of that in September. I, you know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for March of 2021. That's what I hope. Hmm. Uh, I thought 100% we would have been out of it. Of course, I'm wrong. I really hoped. I thought we could mitigate and mitigate and mitigate, but uh, I think we got bored and decided, F it, we're just going to go ahead and live life, and now we are reaping what we've sown, or some of us reaping what, whatever. But, I mean, it is, you know, Ohio is uh, spiking the likes we have never seen. The other day it was 12,000. Uh, new cases, and that had jumped from 8,000 on a previous day. So it is uh, absolutely going bonkers. And I agree, Doug. Uh, you know, people are moving inside. It was uh, no warmer than 46 degrees here today, and it's pushing down into the low 30s overnight. And next week, it's going to be highs of, uh, you know, 32 and 33. So uh, we'll see how that works out for us. All right, so we will uh, head to the first break. Uh, again, if you want to jump in and ask the expert panel some questions, They are more than happy to take them, and we'll be right back with them as we tie up the turkey talk 
And then we get into more important answer and questions like, are you a fan of American cheese? Is Nickelback great or garbage? And various other world-changing questions. First, I'll talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. The curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Big Papa's known for the championship rubs and seasonings. Flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Little Louis Season Salt, Double Secret Steak Rub. Doing very well on the competition circuit, also in the backyard. It's all I use exclusively at this point. Every once in a while, a little Just Priles or some uh, Barbecue Bob Rub from Barbecue Guru. But mostly Big Papa's. 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary Whether you're looking to impress the judges or grilling for family and friends, Big Papa's award-winning rubs and seasonings will not disappoint. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce, who's not looking for a new go-to sauce? Big Papa's owns Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Powerful flavors reminding us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. You can also find that at BigPapaSmokers.com. They also have great pits. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa's Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what grill you need, you can call them. That's fine. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. BigPapaSmokers.com. And they're always down with the Black Friday stuff. So if you're not on their newsletters, get over there, sign up, and save. More embedded correspondence coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smokinwithsmithfield.com. As the year turns for the Committed Cooks program, you can also get Grilling tips from Chris Lilly and Darren Worth and Ernest Cervantes and Childs Cridlin. Mouthwatering flavor and no artificial ingredients. Hallmarks for Smithfield. Quite simply, some of the fresh and best pork that money can buy. Trusted choice of world champion pitmasters for use at the circuit and at the hume. And we're rejoined by the embedded correspondents. Rusty Monson's there, top right, and Doug Shiding's bottom right. And there's John Solberg of Michigan, just underneath me, bottom left, as we tie up Thanksgiving. All right, so uh, is there any other Thanksgiving stuff that you guys are into? Let's assume it was like a normal year of uh, Thanksgiving. Like, Do you normally have big-ass blowouts, or is it just close family? 
And what are some of the favorite, perhaps non-traditional food things that grace the table, like side dishes or desserts or something like this? Rusty, go ahead. Um, we usually have huge blowouts. We have the whole family, the house. We have the whole six different tables set up. I'm cooking for days. You know, I'm putting stuff into vac seals and getting it ready to reheat and getting it ready for everything. And I like to take everything on myself. And then so I stress the whole day and I'm a complete mess. Um, usually the Saints play on Thanksgiving. So I have to be done by that time because I have to watch the Saints game. We plan everything around it if they play on Thanksgiving because mm. I'm a huge Saints fan. So who that? Eight and two right now. Um, I, I like, I'm the traditionalist, man. I really like the traditional stuff. You know, I, I went as far as to try and cook venison for a couple ones. Didn't work out. No one liked it, but whatever. But I like, you know, the turkey, the pumpkin pie with um, 400 pounds of whipped cream on top, you know, um, just traditional stuff. I don't really do anything abnormal. My sister likes to get crazy with stuff, but I like the traditions. I'm a very traditional person when it comes to that kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know. So the spaghetti thing was really cool, though. I might have to steal that because I love spaghetti. Oh, so that would be a spaghetti Thanksgiving, though. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be cool, yes. right? I mean, it doesn't always yeah. have to be the traditional stuff of turkey. I mean, what if you just don't like turkey? Maybe you're allergic to turkey or you're not a meat eating person. I mean, there's 20 different reasons why you would want to have turkey. So pasta would certainly fit that bill. But if you're going to do it on Thursday I and mean, yeah, have pasta tomorrow night or start next year doing spaghetti night the night before it's fun it's my specialty so oh, i have to spaghetti's your specialty it is absolutely my spe- i lived alone for a long time so i made spaghetti literally every day and i've i've perfected it it's like my Whoa. you know all right well tell yeah. me about your red sauce then go ahead red sauce yeah. uh, i use the i i screw this up the tomatoes um Crushed tomato, San Marzano. Yeah, thank you, San Mar- Marzano. Diced, I always say it. fire roasted, prego <laughs> no, especial. Mash them up with my hands, put them in. Put some. Uh, <laughs> I do a, a garnet, you know, in there with some, you know, uh, bay leaves, pepper, corn, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, parsley stem, you know, and put that in, you know. Uh, what I'll do is I'll cook the maripois first. So I'll put in onions, put in carrots, put in celery. I like to do leeks as well. So what I'll usually do is take all that and blend it and pulse it. So it gets little, little small little chunks. And I put prosciutto in, chunks of prosciutto. So like good sized chunks. And I'll let that cook and then get that good, you know, caramelization on the bottom. And then I'll put the sauce, the tomato sauce in, let that boil for a while with the garnet. And then I'll put in um, some uh, basil. Basically it. So I just let that go for a while. Tastes super, super good. I uh, make my own pasta. Um, and yeah, serve it usually with just prosciutto, uh, prosciutto. But sometimes I really, really like to do Italian sausage, like big hunks of Italian yeah. sausage, almost poly. So it's like kind of, we kind of do the prosciutto for a while and then we kind of get over it. Then we go to the meatballs and we go back to the prosciutto. So that's basically the gist of it. All right, uh, Doug. Anything outside of the ordinary that you really like on a normal Thanksgiving? Well, uh, actually, I received a text from um, Head Country, the their marketing person. Uh, I guess it was about a month ago, and and she said, "What is your favorite thing on Thanksgiving?" And I, said, of course, other than turkey, which is the natural answer, lime oh, rib yeah. roast. 
and responded back. Perfect answer. They didn't have a recipe for that. So she asked me to develop a recipe for that. So they released it last week and now it's up on their website. So I've got a prime rib roast uh, recipe up on Head Country's website, among others. Do you have a favorite dessert? Do I have a favorite dessert? Um, bourbon pecan pie. My wife calls it an old-fashioned pecan pie. Oh. So I like that. All right, uh, John, anything out of the ordinary? Well, every f- since I am the primary cook for Thanksgiving, uh, we do traditional for the most part. But every few years, my family allows me to do a lasagna dinner with a homemade red sauce. The, the lasagna um, anyway Dumbs i do out. my red sauce I do, he's out but every few years the family lets me do lasagnas i do a, a sweet italian lasagna a meatless lasagna fresh baked bread and they like it hmm. all right um yeah we we just do the same thing you know year after this is actually the first thanksgiving since i've been married that i'm actually cooking a turkey usually we go to my in-laws house and we've had dinner there for like the last 20 years i think one time uh, we were down at my parents house a handful of years ago in florida and every other time after that it's always the in-laws making it and we just show up and eat when we're told and my mother-in-law makes uh, roughly 878 pumpkin pies uh, and by the way pumpkin pies are the worst thing on the planet and I hate them. Agreed. Uh, every once in a while, she'll make like a uh, apple pie to appease me or something along these lines. But mostly it's pumpkin pie. And so I have to suffer without. But I'm not a very big dessert guy anyway, so no big deal. Uh, but nothing out of the ordinary. So uh, we're, I think we're attempting the stuff and muffins that Meathead was talking about uh, on Thursday where we're going to take the muffins and just, you know, drop them in the uh, muffin tin pan or whatever the hell you call those things and uh you know bust them out individually and top them with gravy and all that stuff like uh like doug i'm a big gravy guy so the more the better i love that stuff uh and it's not to cover up bad turkey it's just a, a flavor enhancer if you will and uh, there you go so um that's what we're doing here for thanksgiving as we tie it up so Everybody else in the country has their Thanksgiving on lockdown because we didn't have any calls in, so that's good news. Glad everybody is uh, set and ready to go, and you can't call in tomorrow and ask for help because then it'll be damn too late. You can guarantee that. All right, so we have a handful of minutes left here before we close it out for the month of November, and then I have one more embedded correspondence, which I think is typically in in, uh, December is our, don't we recap the year? in december so uh we'll, we'll spend the that two segments uh, talking about the best and worst parts of the show through the course of the year and uh, that'll be interesting next month so you have that to look forward to uh john let's start with you american cheese fan or not absolutely love it well, it's n- never not in the fridge and if it's not in the fridge i'm running to the store right. just you gotta have it it's a gotta have product Doug, American cheese fan, yes or no? No. <laughs> of course. Stop. No. Uh, Russ, why not? Yeah. Um, like there's no, actually, there's no application to... that you think American cheese works. No, I. What do you like Havarti? I have to say, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, Oaxaca and uh, Mexican blend, cheddar, sharp cheddar. But <laughs> I did have a burger 
this week yeah. that was incredible. It was a smash burger with cheese, and the cheese, oddly enough, was on the bottom, not the top, and it was American cheese, yeah. and it was amazing. Uh, it was. It was. It made me rethink my position, actually. Rusty, American cheese or not? Side note on cheese. When you're doing the spaghetti, you have to use pecorino, not parmesan. <laughs> you're anyway. wrong, but okay. Yeah, pick. Oh. And by the way, pumpkin pie is the greatest thing ever. Ever, oh. you guys are you have That's severe weird. behavioral disorders. It's the gross. It's the grossest. Okay, so now we're going to diverge. Uh, so you're talking to somebody who's a spaghetti expert here. Uh, you know, I'm not some yeah. uh, chefy yeah. bastard like you are, Rusty. So you take your pecorino and throw it out the window. Uh, it, go to the Italian market. Get your common ground. Uh, 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 the hell do you call it? <laughs> Parmesan cheese. Yeah, Parmesan in a can. cheese. No, 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 no. Not in the can. Not in the can. You go to the Italian market and he will grind it up for you. That's number one. And that, so you can, you know, put that in the sauce if you want, or you can top with that. The only thing that should be topping is Parmigiano Reggiano. Because it gives you that nice nutty finish over the top. And I know it seems a little snobby, but that's the only boop, boop. time you will hear me talk specific Italian cheese. If you're going to do spaghetti night, I'm not talking about lasagna. I'm not talking about gnocchi or fettuccine, whatever the fuck else you're going to be doing. I'm talking about straight spaghetti. Big bowl. You get a sausage link. You get a couple big ass homemade meatballs. And then Parmigiano microplaned over the top, and there can't be too much as far as I'm concerned. And bam, maybe some red, crushed red pepper flake over the top for a little heat. Oh, I'm telling you, it's absolutely yeah. spectacular. All right, I apologize, Rusty. Uh, we got off on a tangent there. Go ahead on the American cheese, yes or no? It's pecorino. Um, American cheese. <laughs> you got pecker, right? hell i put you you know what i'd put american cheese on spaghetti how's that that's how good it is all right i love it i put on everything it's like i'll oh man mashed burgers are cheese and everything else yeah well i totally agree that american cheese uh it has it's not like the best cheese ever but there are certain spots that it absolutely shines uh, for instance, grilled cheese is one of my favorites. Grilled cheese with tomatoes in it, just regular cheese. And then you can't, Doug, uh, you have made my point dramatically for me this evening as you were totally against it, but then at the end said you were rethinking your entire position on American cheese. There isn't any other cheese that belongs on top of a hamburger to make it a cheeseburger than Kraft Singles or Velveeta Singles or whatever processed, orangey, yellowy, squared-ass plastic cheese that goes on top of that screaming hot, hopefully fatty patty as you put it in whatever bun and top it to what. And I say, forget a lot of the toppings. Enjoy the cheese and the bread and the meat together as it rolls around your mouth and makes you fat. And it's a joy. And it's, again... Not to be used all over the place, but in its spots, there is nothing better than American cheese. All right, let's end it here, guys, as we run around. There's only one right answer, by the way, and you will be buzzed if it is not the right answer. Rusty, Nickelback, great or garbage? 
garbage. Wrong. No. No. Doug, Nickelback, great or garbage? Videos, great. Music, garbage. Wrong. (laughs) John, Nickelback, great or garbage? Just hit the buzzer. <laughs> Just hit it. Rarely, rarely are seventy-five percent of my panel glaringly wrong. And so, <laughs> let me quickly go back around and say, Rusty, give me your main objection on why Nickelback isn't great. Just one, because you're probably like one uh, of those other haters that got you know where are your shades at. Uh, that you just have a quiver full of of hatred for Nickelback. I, you know, I I'm all about pop music. I love it. I like, you know, I I've, I'm a hipster at heart. But then sometimes you just have to understand that good music is good music, and they don't write it. They don't connect to anything. There's no like. I never like drive down the road and want to roll the windows down, and listen to Nickelback. Like one because people will hear it. Two, <laughs> like it doesn't do anything for me at all like it and it's just the subject matter the way they look i mean even the way i can just see him there my their his little squirrely ramen noodle hair and you know he's like look at that photograph and i just i nearly drive off the damn road so i can't do it there's so many reasons man you got you know what if you want to do this next week we can do a whole show on it <laughs> but I did, it's just oh, doug it's one true. reason why nickelback is garbage all of their songs sound the same. If you've heard one, you've heard the whole album, you've heard all five albums, and they're not good. John? I want to touch on that. There's actually a YouTube video you can go watch where they do a, a thing for the one they had on the first album now, and they did it together, and it's the exact same song. Go look it up on YouTube. It's That's what I'm saying. They all sound identical. All right. We're turning Rusty and Doug off. Go ahead and talk all you want. We've turned you off. John, your reason that Nickelback is bad. Just turn me off now, too, because <laughs> no, all the songs sound the same. I only know one of their songs that I know. Doug's I talking like we can hear him. I've turned you off, Doug. You just go ahead and talk all you want. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Just go ahead. So the, the, the only song I know from Nickelback, I use it as a slam against YouTubers. So I know that song and I enjoy it. And that's we want to be rock stars because yep. that's kind of the mentality of YouTubers today. But that's the only song I know because every other song sounded like the, every other song. Just kind of is quarter in my head. Hmm. I've never seen them live though, Greg. So yeah, you know maybe that would change my position. But thank God for COVID, I don't have to go to a concert and see Nickelback. Well, I have to tell you guys. I mean, I am completely shocked. Uh, I think that uh, as John somehow alluded to, uh, he's never seen them live. I can tell you. Well, uh, I've never seen them live. But uh, I've seen the uh, TV shows that show their live concerts. Uh, look, I don't know anything from anything, but guess what? Those are sold-out shows, ladies and gentlemen. You telling me this isn't a great song? Nobody's going to start singing it with me? Nobody? Nobody? Come on. Everybody knows it. YouTuber anthem. Come on. I mean, this is it. How about this one? Everybody loves this Bottom one. Of the night. This doesn't sound like the last one. We're starting out with screaming guitars. We have bass beats that are going on. Come on. This is fabulous here, of course. And then we have 
This favorite song of theirs doesn't sound like the last song at all. This is pulling at your heartstrings. Look, I have watched these videos. Look, your appearance is not fodder on this show. Hate Chad Kroger for his ramen noodle hair or the fact that he looked like he's strung out on heroin for the past seven years or whatever else you want to say. They can play. They sell records. They sell out arenas. I have never, the only thing that Nickelback has going against them is the fact that there is a unwritten rule, especially if you're a man, that you have to hate Nickelback. I don't understand it. Their music is fun and it's exciting and it's different. It does pull at the heartstrings. I mean, think about the photograph when he's talking about uh, the girl that got pregnant. I mean, that's some real-time lyrics. By the way, how dare you, Duck, sit there and say that every song sounds like the next. Couldn't I pull out 50 different bands and all of their songs sound just like the next song? For instance, the Beatles, the most overrated band ever on the face of the earth. Just because everything before the Beatles was uh, Sinatra and crooning and Perry Cuomo. That wasn't the question. The question was Nickelback. It wasn't the Beatles. It was, you asked about Nickelback. We answered. John, how dare you? That's outrageous. <laughs> Turning it around. That's perfect. How dare you? How dare you? He reversed the heat on me. Nevertheless, this might make it until... I think I'm still... <laughs> this might make it until uh, into next year's review of 2020. Uh, these are COVID-related times, guys. This is why we're talking about this. We're airing it all out. Oh my! Uh, God. We've gotten you ready for Thanksgiving. That's the most important part. Number one, and people sick. Number two, we can all agree in reality that Nickelback is one of the best bands ever. That's what we can say. At the top right, there's Rusty Monson right there, and Doug's right there, and hey, there's John, and that's Utah and Texas. And Michigan, respectively, guys, appreciate you coming on this evening as we're so close to Thanksgiving. I wish every one of you a great and safe Thanksgiving, whatever that looks like and means to you. And we will see all of you back in December as we close out the year. There they are, the embedded correspondents right there. As we are about ready to come to blows, it seems like. I mean, I'm the only one that likes Nickelback? can't believe that. What else do they got that I like? This one. You ever heard of this one? Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. I got a couple of kids and then Happy to look up away. Give the first girl a kiss. I never knew and I would blow it up I know all the words right now It's my favorite song, showed you how This is where I went to school YouTube is all over me right now. We're shutting it down! Copyright! In case you were watching on YouTube, a lot of you were. We probably just got shut down for that. Hey, uh, the Barbecue Guru is right here telling you that outdoor cooking can be easy and fun, especially with the monolith. We learned about that. Bottom of the first hour with Derek Riches. Made by Oplex. 
It's got a built-in power draft fan. So now you can have smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control devices. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature. Let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pit master. And with minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. Woofa! We're back to wrap this show. Stick around. We'll be right back. never heard this before you might think you found the best triple x show ever let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today craig rimpy all right welcome back don't forget to sign up for the smoke sheet over at bbqnewsletter.com coming out every wednesday with cool news items covering the live fire industry through newsletter form this show does it audibly they do it through the written word bbqnewsletter.com chiding the rogue cookers texas embedded correspondent there's doug you're listening to the barbecue central show it's happened again it's three times in a row what are the chances three and no that the math got too much for me i'm sorry i can't do one in 29 wow i can't believe that happened again what about this song this is live by the way listen to this this is live Oh, yeah. We're going to break it down. I might sing one of these songs for 2021. Oh, it sounds so good. Let's hear how Chad Kroger sounds in real life. Let's hear it. Oh, sounds great, just like the album. Right, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Kooks. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up all the way back in the first hour. We had, leading off the show, Nick Bauer from Primo Grill. Again, it's a little hot. Don't make the mistake and make primogrill.com plural. It's not grills. That takes you to a whole different website. Primogrill.com. Then we had Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. And we close it out in the second hour with the Embedded Correspondence. Yes. They will be back to recap the year of 2020 and what a year it is to recap. Again, next Tuesday, I am going to, if I'm a betting man, I say we're going to have some kind of a show next Tuesday. But if things go downhill, follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on most of the media platforms and I'll keep you in the know as things go but plan to hear from Malcolm Reed and Sam the cooking guy in the second hour and Rebecca King the bad Jew of Los Angeles fame pop up Los Angeles fame making things like the pork strami and the Rebecca 
Looking forward to talking with her. In the meantime, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Hope you all have a very safe and happy Thanksgiving. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.